Welcome to the Think Law Podcast with Colin Seal, where we challenge you to imagine a world where critical thinking is no longer a luxury good and equip you with the powerful but practical tools to make that possible in our schools, in leadership, and in our homes. Hi, and thanks for joining the Think Law Podcast again. I am Colin Seal, the founder and CEO of Think Law, where we teach critical thinking using legal cases in upper grades and fairy tales and nursery rhyme in lower grades. And we're just deeply committed to closing the critical thinking gap with adults, with parents, with professionals, because we can't live in a world where critical thinking is still a luxury good. And I can keep on going on and on and on. So many things to say, but I actually want to wait. I want to stop for a second. And I want to talk to you today about the power of wait time. Waiting for it. What would it mean when we consider the critical thinking revolution that our society is desperate for? What could be the power of wait time? Let me ask you a quick question. What comes first in a football game? The kickoff or the toying cost? If you said the toying cost, I want you to think to yourself, what in the world is a toying? It's not a thing. But there's something about getting a question like that rapid fire where you're like, kickoff, toying cost, I guess it's the toying. But it's not a thing, right? If you think about brilliant children, brilliant adults that do the dumbest stuff you ever heard of. Right? Like you, 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 you see this young person that is so intellectually out of this atmosphere. You work with an adult who just blows your mind with the creative genius this adult produces on a day to day basis. But they do something that is so foolish. And you go and you ask this child or you ask this adult, what were you thinking? What do they often say? I wasn't thinking. I don't even know what I was thinking. Somehow, we didn't even get to the point of processing this because when we think about critical thinking, and we often are very apt to describe critical thinking as a set of skills, the ability to reason, the ability to analyze, and even this idea of metacognition where you have the ability to think about your own thinking, we're often glued to critical thinking as an idea that this is a collection of all these different skills. What we often miss, however, is that critical thinking is not just skills. It's also these habits and mindsets, which we call our critical thinking dispositions. How likely is it that you're going to apply these skills throughout life, academics, and career? So when I talk about critical thinking dispositions, like having a a healthy sense of skepticism, like, you know, having that... uh, intellectual maturity, to have a self-awareness, to know what you don't know and really have the attitude, the mindset towards going for that knowledge, wait time happens to be a very powerful habit to get there. So let's break this down a little bit. Let's talk about this idea that if you're looking at your average classroom in the United States of America, if you think about 
ordinary circumstances in a brick and mortar school where you've got a first grade teacher or a third grade teacher who is going from time block to time block. Gotta finish this set of reading material before we switch over to specials. Gotta make sure I finish this section of math before we get lunch. If you transfer this to the secondary context and you're like, all right, here we go. I've got 55 minutes to pack in all these different things and cover all this material. It's like the second the bell rings, you've got this fire in your belly and it's just go, 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 go. But this isn't limited to just education. If you look at our workplaces, you ask someone what they're, what, 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 how, how are things going? What's, 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 what's going on? They're busy. They're so busy. They've got a meeting about the meeting about the next meeting. They're running from thing to thing and task to task. And we're just going nonstop. If you take a look at today's modern parent who's trying to balance things, especially if that parent is also working, we're like, we've got so many things. We've got our kids involved in these things. And it's just go, 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 go. If I could share a little bit of a personal story, I got to say, For me, wait time happened involuntarily. Wait time happened to me after I decided to be that kid, right? I was that kid where every single summer, after my ninth grade summer of high school, I was doing something in the summer. Every single summer in college, from the summer before I started college, I had something going on in the summer, an internship summer classes. Right after college graduation, I went straight into Teacher America. So I went into Institute to become a teacher and get my training in the Bronx. And then next thing you know, I was in DC and I was working summer school. And next thing you know, I was in a graduate program that started in the summer. And next thing you know, I was moving all the way to Las Vegas and working in child welfare and just going, going, going. But I didn't stop. I just kept on going, going, going. I realized I wanted to change the world in a different sort of way. So I went back into teaching. I went to law school at night. And I just kept going, 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 going. Started practicing law, volunteering, being on different nonprofit boards. And after three years of doing this, I was laid off. I was let go. I was given three months to figure out my next step. And I realized, ever since my summer of slack, which I call my ninth grade summer, where I failed a couple of classes and decided not to go to summer school, and I just kicked it. I just hung out. I just chilled. I just caught my breath. I had not done anything to catch my breath. I had not had any actual wait time to kind of get my mind right. If you ask me what I was thinking at any point in that 15-year time band, I would tell you I wasn't. So when I think about the power of wait time, I really want to break down why this matters. When we pause in the K-12 educational context, in any sort of context where we care about learning, what we are doing is we are creating space for the imagination to start to move. To actually be with your thoughts much more intimately. To push yourself beyond that first idea that popped into your head. From a classroom's perspective, if we're talking about wait time before we give children a chance to speak, what we're doing 
is we're leveling the playing field. We're creating a much more equitable environment for those students who might be more thoughtful or those students who English might not be their first language or those students that just might be a little bit slower to process. And quite honestly, even those kids who are those gunners who always have an answer ready to go, whether that answer is asinine or not, we all benefit from wait time. This idea of an educator saying, you know what? I'm going to ask you a thought-provoking, open-ended question. And I want you to think 10 seconds about what this answer might be. Don't talk. Don't say anything. Just think. Here's the question. You have 10 seconds to think about it. Now share. 10 seconds can feel like a lifetime. But it's not. It's really just 10 seconds. You want to up the ante even further. You give them the 10 second lead that they're going to do this. You ask the open-ended, thought-provoking question. You give them the 10 seconds. And you ask them to do a quick turn and talk for 30 seconds each. Because talking is just thinking out loud. We can't ever close the critical thinking gap if we're literally not giving our children or giving ourselves the time to think. When I think about what this looks like in the workforce, when we sit in a meeting, what do we tend to value? We tend to value rapid fire answers. When we look at Jeopardy and we look at the champions like Ken Jennings and other people that have been great, we judge them by how good they are at recalling Basic facts that came out of some book somewhere off the top of their head without thinking about it. But if you look at the large problems that face our world, if you look at the complex challenges, if you look at everything that's involved when it comes to working in a team, when it comes to listening to understand, to speaking to be understood, disagreeing without being disagreeable, that's not flying off the seat of your pants rapid fire kind of stuff. This is the thoughtful stuff. This is the stuff we've really got to be intentional about. So it's okay to wait. It's okay to have silence in meetings while people are thinking. It's okay to just stay here in this space and say, I am not sure. Let me think about that. Let's all think about that. In our homes, when we're parenting, we've got to make judgment calls sometimes. We've got to figure out what's going to happen. How are we going to do this? How are we going to get these things done? And, you know, there's this thing. Being raised by a, 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 a family with religious background, I, there were phrases that were spoken in my home all the time. You know, idle time is the devil's time. So there was almost this, like, worry, this, like, irrational fear that God forbid, God forbid, I have one afternoon that is not loaded with activities. God forbid I have a Saturday or a Sunday that isn't completely scheduled. That means that somehow at the same time, I'm going to get all the girls pregnant, join all the gangs, deal all the drugs, do all the crimes. We've got to stop looking at wait time, as dead time, as space, as the enemy. 
Space is not the enemy. We need to breathe. We need to relax. We need to think. We need to create a habit of wait time. If we have wait time as our habit, whether we're talking about academics, whether we're talking about leadership in the workforce, whether we're talking about parenting at home, wait time is one of the most initial obstacles we must overcome in closing the critical thinking gap. Are you willing to wait for that? That really wasn't a thought-provoking, open-ended question, but I hope after thinking about it that your answer is yes. Thank you for listening to the Think Law Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast by clicking on the subscribe option on whatever platform you're listening to. Thank you for helping us create a world where critical thinking is no longer a luxury good. Thank you for checking out the Think Law Podcast, but did you know you can dig even deeper? My first book, Thinking Like a Lawyer, a framework to teach critical thinking to all students, is now available on Amazon or many of your favorite book websites. So please check it out and be a part of our critical thinking revolution. To get the latest and greatest updates about our work, please join our mailing list by texting THINKLAW to 66866. Thank you so much for listening to the Think Law Podcast.